It's episode 124 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in a Zoom meeting with the artist, Amanda Flores. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And so uh, we had technical difficulties in our first minute of the interview, so we restarted. (laughs) So I had just brought up that I got to meet Amanda in person and see her work in person at Randy's pop-up. For she, Randy is uh, the owner of Indigo Lane. She had a pop-up dis- the, for the first time in December of 2019. It was kind of like a holiday pop-up. And Amanda was there selling her wares. And I just knew I had to have her on because her pieces were so incredible. And here we are a year later in in the middle of a pandemic, but I'm really, really grateful that I'm finally going to sit down and talk to you. And so something that I noticed about your pieces, Amanda, is that you tend to go toward large pieces. Like you don't really see too many small ones. And why is that? Because I feel like it's so grandiose and beautiful and amazing. And so I, that would intimidate someone like me, but you just go for it. And how, how did you decide that, you know what, I want to just do big pieces? I think it comes a little naturally Um, for me, just mainly with the large pieces, I get to, um, there's more movement, um, you know, actual physical movement with brush strokes and um, things like that. So um, I feel like it just flows a little more, a little more naturally than if I'm working um, on a smaller scale. So um, I've kind of just always, I I think I, I look back to my college days and, you know, of course, um, the universities, they have super large, um, studios with plenty of space to work. And that's just kind of how I learned or how I kind of like, you know, I learned to paint way before college, but throughout college, perfecting my craft, I guess, um, that's just what I got accustomed to. And it it really just feels the most natural for me. However, I I will say that throughout the pandemic, um, I've been homeschooling my children, so I have kind of learned to work on a smaller scale as I work side by side with them um, throughout the day. Once I get them going, I kind of just sit in the room with them, and I've actually um, started working on smaller pieces, more like um, 16 by 20, 18 by 24 range, Mm -hmm. just because it into my day a little more <laughs> but um but yeah definitely in normal times I gravitate towards larger pieces that's so amazing and I mean it you, just your artwork is so beautiful I mean you take up the there's no open space per se like everything fits in so beautifully on the on the grand scale and they're just a, a sight to behold so how is the homeschooling going with the kiddos how's how's that working out um, it's, it's good. I enjoy it. We, um, I, I pulled them out of CCISD at the beginning of the year, just because I have, uh, well, I do our oldest, he's in high school, <clears throat> excuse me. So he is, um, doing face-to-face instruction so that he can play sports. Um, so the three younger ones I have at home, um, and, and, I decided to do that just because they they range from ages or grades, I guess, one to six. So I have a first grader, a fifth grader, a sixth grader. And I just felt like it was going to be too chaotic trying to um, <laughs> do Zoom calls all day with that yes. many different grade levels. Um, so, yeah, it's going well. We enjoy it. We, we spend, you know, two to three hours a day, four days a week, and we're done. So it's kind of nice. That I uh, applaud any parent that takes on homeschooling. It just seems such like a a daunting task. And fortunately, I haven't had to think about much of it yet because my son's only three and a half. But I know the time's going to come and I don't know where we're going to be, you know, when it's time for him to go to school. And these are decisions. Hopefully I'm normal. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Maybe vaccinated or both. Who knows? Well, I mean, wow. But I, I applaud you for that. So you said that you learned how to paint before college because you went to school for fine arts, right? With an emphasis on painting and drawing, right? Is what you went to college yes. for. Uh-huh. Okay. So yes. when did you first start uh, leaning into painting as a medium for creativity? Gosh, I've been, so my dad, okay, funny story. My dad is actually a cattle rancher. Um, that's like what he does. We own cattle ranches. Wow. But he did actually, um, that's kind of just the family business. He did go to college and 
get a degree in art. So that being said, I've just been exposed to art my entire life. Um, I grew up just one of those. That's what I did. I was always drawing or making something or crafting or so. Yeah, um, I, I, I always painted, but um, I actually remember um, in a sculpture class, I'd already decided to be an art major. And I remember my sculpture teacher, <clears throat> excuse me, we um, we did a sculpture of like plaster or something and I painted it. And that's when he, I remember the day he told me, you need to pick painting as your emphasis. So um, that's just what I did. <laughs> and, and, and school, um, in college, you mean? In college, yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah. And so, um, because they give you, I guess you have a certain amount of time in the program before you have to choose what your emphasis area is going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was kind of, I guess I was kind of torn between drawing and painting because I, I like both a lot. Um, and fortunately, I was able to do like a double emphasis. And so, yeah. That's amazing. But I, for, for me, um, I, I, I guess painting mainly is what I lean towards because I'm just like, I am so into color. I love color a lot. And I find that painting is the best way to express that. So, and you do a good job of, of incorporating color in such interesting ways. Um, you collabed again mm -hmm. with Randy with Indigo Lane for a bag line and you just did, uh, I mean, what, what, what was it that you did? Cause she, she incorporated pieces of canvas into her leather um, and I am, I was able to get my hands on one of the little pouches, at least I love it. And so, oh, awesome. yeah, I mean, absolutely awesome. So what was it that you did exactly? Like, how did you decide on like what colors to incorporate into her, into the collaboration? <laughs> okay. It's funny because, um, when I met with them, um, I, I had some, paintings that I did on um, unstretched canvas like just canvas roll that I never put on my website I never like they were just in my studio rolled up right so when I met with Desiree who I I don't know if she still works with Randy or not but mm -hmm. at the time she did and um, I, I brought her some samples of things that I could do and that's what I took and um, she she took them to Randy and um they were going to kind of just see like where they wanted to go from there. And they ended up just keeping the pieces that I took them. So that's perfect. <laughs> they were, they were, yeah. And then, and then I did send them a few more pieces that they used, but um, I guess they, they just liked them. So they decided to go with it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> an amazing story. Nice. So nice. I mean, I, I, if I could have had all of them, I would have like, they're the perfect combination of, because she would throw like metallic leather on there. And then with the color palettes that you had, that you did on that unstretched canvas, I mean, works of art. Like I love carrying that thing around. It makes me so happy. Uh, so awesome. yeah, she did a great job. She's, she's definitely, um, perfected her craft. <laughs> she's really, really amazing. Uh, yes. And so when, okay. So you said that your dad was an artist. And so what was his main art focus when he was making art? You know, I remember him doing a little bit of everything. I, he still has paintings in his house right now that he did when he was in college. He, he, he never pursued art as a profession. Like I said, he kind of took on the family business, but, um, he painted, I remember drawings. I remember him doing printmaking, like, um, uh, like lithograph, I guess. Wow. Um, and I, he had a wheel. I remember him doing some pottery as well. So he kind of just did it all, <laughs> but it, it was more for him. I guess he knew he just wanted to go to college and study something he was, you know, interested in and something he enjoyed. So it wasn't like he had to zero in on one, one thing. So for sure. Yeah. And so what, or what was it that made you decide that you wanted to be an artist? Like what, cause whenever you're a kid, you know, or at least in my instance, you know, you kind of toy with the idea of, of certain careers and then you, you end up choosing uh -huh. one. And so what was the deciding factor on going to school to be an artist? Oh, wow. Okay. So I guess, I think growing up in the eighties might maybe a little different than now. I think, 
I think now kids have more of a, like anything is possible, Mm -hmm. um, outlook. I mean, I remember my parents always told me anything was possible, but now it's just so much more real with, you know, the internet, you can create a website from home, just everything's at your fingertips. Yes. So I never really, I think growing up, I always remember having the like, like impression that artists don't like the starving artists, um, idea. Um, so, you know, I went through the typical kid stuff, wanted to be a teacher, wanted to be a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't ever remember as a kid saying I want to be an artist. So, um, I, I, I went to, I, I decided to study art. Just, I, I changed my major probably four times. I don't remember. Same. Um, everything, public relations, international <laughs> business. And I won't lie. I just like, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed my college life and the social aspect of it, but like, I hated going to class every, you know, it was just nothing interested me. And finally, after three or four major changes, I was like, okay, I'm not going to worry about a career that, um, you know, makes the most money or is the most prestigious. I'm just going to do what I love. And I changed my major to art. And all of a sudden, yeah, school was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, I would stay after hours. I would go to the studio late at night. And I wow. remember being in like the um, ceramic studio at two o'clock in the morning. Like, you know, it was just fun. And then, but even still, um, as a university student, I was kind of like thinking along the lines, okay, I'm getting a degree. I'm going to have a degree. I'm not necessarily going to be an artist though, right? So, so this was like, um, early two thousands before social media, before everything was so much easier. Mm -hmm. Um, so throughout, throughout college, I worked part-time for, um, the buckle. I don't know if you, it's a store in the mall. And I loved my job so much. Um, so after, after college, I, um, they, they gave me, I went on to manage a store and moved to another state. And I remember my um, drawing professor asking me what I was going to do after graduation. And I told him I had gotten that job. And I just, I remember the look on his face. He was like, well, confused. Like, why? Why are you not pursuing art? Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did do that for a, for a few years. I don't remember exactly how long. And then I was like, okay, this isn't working. So I started like thinking, okay, I'm going to use my degree. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which by the way, I loved that job so much. So I, I learned, I learned so much about owning my own business by managing a store, you know, it was yes. all supposed to happen. So it was a great experience. And, um, but, but that's when I decided, okay, I'm gonna do art, but I'm going to be an art teacher. So I had already moved to Texas from Arkansas and I decided to, um, go back to like evening classes to, to get certified to teach. And so I did, I did teach art for about three years, um, elementary, middle school. Wow. And then here in Corpus, I taught at Driscoll ISD. Um, I don't know if you know where Driscoll's at between mm-hmm. Robstown and Bishop, mm-hmm. little bitty mm-hmm. town. Um, and that too was an amazing experience. I, I loved it. I loved working with the kids it was, um, it was awesome. And I worked with great people, but I wasn't making art. I was teaching art. And as much as I liked it, it's just, you know, I'm passionate about making art. So luckily, um, once I, uh, after about three years of working there is when I started having kids and I stayed home and that's why I'm like, okay, I'm at home now. I'm going to make, some, <laughs> I'm going to make art. So yeah. That's how it happened. <laughs> it wasn't always my plan, but I'm glad it worked out that way. For sure. So whenever you stayed home because you were having the kids, had you made any of those big paintings beforehand or did that all start once you uh, started having your kids? No, I always I always made big paintings, but even back to like college days, like I said, in the, the studio, there was so much space. And I, I typically would work like, um, 36 by 48 inch pieces. That would be like my go-to size. So yeah, I've, I've, I've always, I've always just been drawn to that. If I could do bigger, I would, it's hard to find canvases that big. And I am kind of embarrassed to admit that to this day, I've never learned how to stretch a canvas on my own. 
So I just buy the one, I buy what I can buy. <laughs> and here in Corpus, it's kind of limited to that size. So mm-hmm. it know. sounds like you have another quarantine project, learning how to stretch canvases. I know, right? My plate's <laughs> full right now. <laughs> I believe it with the homeschooling and everything. Maybe once summer break rolls around. Right? There you go. It's coming up pretty soon. So when did you officially start the business of Amanda Flores Art? Mm, I don't know. I think um, 2014-ish. I'm thinking I taught from, yeah, I would say 13, 14. I don't know exactly, honestly. (laughs) I I could probably find the answer to that question if I looked through like – tax returns and stuff, oh no somewhere no. somewhere around that <laughs> no round roundabout is perfect because then roundabout, you yeah, yeah roundabout is perfect because you launched a website which i think is fantastic because there people can purchase original art or they can purchase prints and right. uh so is that where you do most of your business is through that website website yes i also have an etsy shop and um when i first started selling my art that's Actually, I think it was 2012, now that I really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I started Etsy shop, and I sold originals on there. Um, now I've kind of, I've kind of um, I list most of my original art on my website, amandafloresart.com. In my Etsy shop, I reserve basically for my prints. Yes. So I was doing some research on the prints because there's a specific name for them. How do you say it? It starts with a G. G. Gicle prints? So um, I think it's French. And I, as far as I have researched, it's Gicle. Mm-hmm. It would be the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not fluent in French. Actually, I know none at all. But <laughs> I have I have researched it just because I'm like, well, if I'm selling this, I got to know how to say it right. And that's so yeah, that's what I found to clay. Yeah. And I'd never even heard of it before. So that's why I decided to look it up. And it says it's the only way to make a print that's still considered fine art. Like it's that high quality. Right? Right. So yeah, I, um, I, I use a third party printer because I just, I feel like, um, one, I don't have the space for the equipment mm-hmm. Two, I'm an artist, not a printer. Mm-hmm. So I leave it to the pros. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I have my printed on, um, an Epson semi matte paper, which is a professional grade paper and the inks, um, I've read a lot about the process. I, I won't lie. I don't remember all the details, but I do know they use them um, archival inks that are fade proof for yes. up to like 80 years. So yeah, they're super, super high quality. And as far as prints go about as professional as you can get. So yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was like, wow, apparently if done right, these prints can actually increase the value of the original or something like that. Like it's really specific, the, the, this method of printing. And I think it's amazing that you Mm -hmm. offer that, uh, because you can tell, I mean, just via the online image, how beautiful it is. And I got to see some of your stuff in person and you can see, I mean, it's totally representative of of how it looks in real life. And so I've always been, I'm sorry. I've always been so, um, I've always been so pleased with the way they look and actually, when I first started offering those, I would have my printer, and I, I will say this, I've looked for a local printer who uses this process, and I, I don't know of one, so if there's one out there and you hear this, contact yes. me, because I I would love to you know do business locally, but as of right now, I don't. Um, so in the beginning, I was having my printer um, ship every order to me, so that I could inspect it before I ship it to my customers. So it kind of prolonged the process and the time and, you know, in transit. And then I finally started realizing, Hey, every print I get is perfect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The quality is so on point and they just look so good that I finally just started having my printer, like, I guess you'd say drop ship. So they ship directly to my customers and I, I've never had any complaints. Thank God. So yeah, it is, they, they turn out really, really nice. Yeah, that's been, I didn't even know that was a thing until I started uh, looking up your stuff. So I think that's so amazing. And so what made you gravitate toward florals 
and abstracts being the subjects of your paintings? Hmm. Well, florals just come out of, I don't know. I just, every time I pick up a pencil or a paintbrush or anything I do, that's just what comes out. I just, I guess maybe that's what I was born to make. I don't, I've, I've, there have been times throughout, um, I guess my career as an artist, I've been like, okay, I'm going to try to do something else just because I feel like, do people get bored with flowers or I, sometimes am I getting bored with them and nothing else works for me. I'm not a portrait artist. I'm not a landscape. I mean, I have had a few landscapes, but just for the most part, when I start creating, that's just what comes out of me. So, um, that's just what I do <laughs> and the abstracts. Um, I, I kind of switch it up floral to abstracts, but I'll say this almost all of my abstract paintings are inspired by florals or flowers. <laughs> so I don't stray too far. I don't know if it's the color. Like I said, I'm just so drawn to color and just the, um, the natural shapes, um, like real organic shapes and things. I, I, I really can't put my finger on what draws me to it. It just, that's what happens. So. Uh, well, like you said, I mean, you have, it has to be because you were born to make them because they come out so beautifully. I mean, and like I said, I mean, they cover, I mean, they just inundate the canvas whenever you put them on there and no, no one is getting bored of florals. Never, ever. Like, <laughs> please, please keep making them. Well, um, it's funny that I even say that because I, I finally got to a place where I was like, you know what? I can't. Like making art is not worrying about what other people think about it. You know, I just, um, that's one thing I feel like I do sometimes is I, I try to, you know, you want to make art that people like, but I, the bottom line is you have to make it from yourself. It has to come from within. And yeah, that's what's within me, flowers. <laughs> I'm glad you said that though, because I think it, it can be easy for artists to get caught up in, you know, what, like you said, what others might want to see in their own homes or um, what people prefer over something else. And that can be, I feel like a never ending cycle. And so I like that you refocus on what feels right to me and what do I like to produce? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was kind of hard to get to that place because I guess anytime you're making art or music or any, you know, any any creative knows that you're totally putting yourself out there for, um, you know, um, scrutiny, I guess. So I guess it's natural to want to please people, but that's not really what it's about. So for sure. And I think you have, that's you have so to learn important. that the hard way. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. But, but again, yeah. I feel like it's also purposeful because it really is about what, what, you're aligned with and what you feel best producing and so would you say that you are pretty much always in a creative spirit or do you ever find that sometimes you need to kind of you know sit back and like let the creativity find you um I feel like I get in create like okay I guess I I feel I get in creative maybe a rut when things just aren't coming out of me like I want them to and I'm you know, maybe overanalyzing everything I do and getting frustrated. I guess every creative goes through that. I don't think there's ever a time where I ever stop being creative. I have a sketchbook that I draw in daily. Um, <clears throat> usually in the morning before I wake my kids up, when I'm having coffee or something, I just sit with my sketchbook and yes, it's full of flowers. That's <laughs> all it is. <laughs> um, so even when I get to, I guess, you know, times like that where I, I feel like I'm a little stuck, I guess it does get frustrating, but I don't ever stop. I, I make something every single day of my life, even if it's in a sketchbook. And that's so inspiring. I mean, cause to me, a sketchbook to an artist is what a journal is to a writer or, even, you know, to someone just trying to, you know, get something out on, on paper uh that's huge and I love that it's like you have a moment for yourself every day like you said before you the kids get up so that way you can just kind of let that creativity flow and are there any go-tos for you that you know will inspire you to create like a music or a movie or maybe a family member or anything like that I think the biggest inspiration is probably nature you know, if I'm sitting even in my backyard looking at the same 
plants I look at every single day. Um, I can find something new in it, and that's kind of where the inspiration starts. I, I guess more throughout the back half of quarantine, I started, um, my thoughts kind of started inspiring me, I guess, because, you know, uh, we, we really don't go out ever um, unless it's necessary. So I guess, um, I guess my sketchbook helped me like really get in touch with myself, uh, my thoughts. I'm mm-hmm. not like a poet or a storyteller or anything like that, but I did start incorporating like some words into some of my sketches and it was kind of nice just get on paper and it was kind of inspiring. So yeah, they've inspired a lot of my new works. <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> that That's really cool. Cause I do feel like we got to be alone with ourselves a lot more than normal. Uh-huh. I mean, of course we had the normal distractions like television and social media, but even still, I think many of us wanted to just unplug completely because all the news wasn't great. Um, uh-huh. So it's interesting that you got some inspiration by sitting with yourself and being with yourself. I won't even say deep thoughts. <laughs> That's thoughts. okay. No random. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's good. It's helped me to really just get in touch with my myself as I create. So. That that's huge. Uh, I love hearing stuff like that. And so whenever you're in the process of a painting, do you plan it out? Um, you know, do you know exactly like what, what's going to go where and what, or is it, does it all happen in the moment? Like what's your process? So I used to not be a planner at all. And I found that I was, you know, starting over a lot, painting over, redoing. And so I thought, okay, well, I am going to start trying to plan a little more, not to a T, not every stroke, every color, but just kind of like an overall. Um, And that's when I started referencing back to my sketchbook a lot and um, kind of really just planning like the composition, I guess. And then everything else I do, I, I do try to have a um, direction as far as color and what colors I want to use. Um, but more times than not, it ends up way different from what I had planned. So, (laughs) and how do you like that? I guess I am a little bit of a, huh? How do you like that? That it ends up like way different than what you had originally thought? It's, it's good. It always, it happens. I would say 90% of the time. So (laughs) I don't really know why I plan, but it, it gives me direction, I guess, you know, and it just kind of evolves from there. So. And do you feel like when you're painting, do you ever get lost and then step back and are like, whoa, I don't remember painting that. Like you're just so in the zone that you, once you step back from your creation, it, it, you're like, wow, like I didn't even realize I did that, but there it is. Um, yes, I, that does happen. Um, probably not as much recently since I am not ever alone when I'm painting. Oh. <laughs> and so I don't have long stretches of time to you know but you know I would look back and say when the kids are in school and I have a good six hours at a time to paint yes that happens kind of get in a zone and yes I mean literally just creative flow yes uh I would get that way whenever I'd be writing because I I like to write or free write and you'll mm-hmm. go back and read it and be like, I don't remember that at all. But like you said, it's literally because you're in the flow and in the zone. Uh, yeah. So what is the piece that you've painted that you feel most connected to? Um, that's actually, uh, well, I have two, I guess. Yes, tell um, me. One is, um, one lives in Oregon. Um uh, it was purchased at um, by they had a market, I guess, maybe coming up on three years ago. Um, I think it was put on by the Women's West, the Women's Entrepreneur Society. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had a, a, a booth there, and um, it was a floral, of course, with bright colors and a white background. And I remember. Um, the woman who bought it used to live here and she relocated to Oregon. So um, anyway, it's one I think about a lot. Really? (laughs) I've actually thought about um, seeing if she'd ever, you know, if she ever gets rid of it, if she would sell it back to me because I like it that much. Really? Um, And I do have prints of that one on my website too. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I like that one a lot. And I don't know why. I feel connected to it because I was in a zone like that the day. I remember the day I painted it. And I remember just like being in awe. Like I was just so pleased with it. And I've kind of tried to like, I don't want to say duplicate it, but come up with something real similar for myself. And it never comes out exactly like that one does. So anyway, um, so there's that one. And then the one, the, the pink and red, um, poppies that were on the cover of the Ben magazine a few yes. years ago. Yes. I, I really like that one a lot. And that one actually, um, lives here in Corpus and there was actually a, um, one that went with it. And, um, my daughter's kindergarten teacher bought that from me and it's in her home. So, um, for obvious reasons, I'm connected to that one because, um, you know, just having my art on the cover of magazine was something that was really special for me. And, um, so yeah, I have a real connection to that one. That is, and I'm glad it ended up with a great family too. Yeah. That, I mean, wow. What an honor. Um, yeah. How did you feel whenever the bin told you, Hey, you made the cover? Oh my God. Well, I was just so shocked and out of nowhere. Actually, I say out of nowhere. It's a funny story because I'm a big believer in, um, like vision boards. I don't know if you have a vision board. Yes. Um, but I, that never actually made it to my vision board. But I remember one day, several months before, um, I just thought to myself, okay, one of my goals for this year is to have my art on a magazine cover. And I literally never thought about it again. I just kind of thought that's how that's it happens. Why? Yes. That's how it happens. Right. And I, that's the first time something I've just had like hardcore proof of how that happens. And I literally, it was a thought. I thought it, I guess I had some emotion behind it, um, or good, good thoughts, I guess, or good feelings. And, um, and it's funny because the day that I got the email from them, it was totally out of the blue. I never would have even like, I didn't know anybody that worked for the band or even why they would have contacted me. I had no like connections that I can think of anyway. And so when I got the email, I, for some reason, immediately remembered thinking that thought. And I was like, wow. And I didn't at the time know that it was even going to be on the cover, but I was just, you know, stoked that it was going to be in a magazine. So, um, so yeah, when they told me they chose it for the cover, I was kind of blown away, but it was nice. You made that happen. That is so yeah, freaking yeah, cool. Oh my goodness. So what, what are the names of these, these pieces? Do they have names? <laughs> um, I, I know the one that lives in Oregon is my Thursday and the, the red and pink one. I honestly, I don't even remember. I've, names are something like with. Yes. I want to talk about this. Okay. Go. Yeah. Well about naming. Cause I'm always curious, like how creatives go about naming paintings or what, I mean, whatever it may be like, what, what is that process? It's, it's, it's not something that comes real naturally for me, to be honest with you. If it were me, I would just be like, okay, floral series number 564. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that. Sometimes um, I, I, there's one artist that I um, have followed on Instagram for a long time and she paints a lot of flowers too. And she's a real firm believer in, I, I've heard her mention a few times, you have to choose the name of the painting before you start painting it. Hmm. I've tried that it doesn't come naturally. I just, for me, it's just about, um, you know, what comes out and I, my paintings are really randomly named. Sometimes the, the, my Thursday, it, I painted that on a Thursday and it just turned out to be a really good day. So that's what I named it. I have one that's, um, Billy's birthday, <laughs> which is my husband's name. And mm -hmm. I painted it on his birthday. So I just, I, um, you know, that's kind of how it works for me. <laughs> hey, but it does work. So I think that that's, that's great. And I, I love that story about my Thursday. Like, love it. I, that you yeah. still think about that painting. That's very interesting to me that you have that kind of deep connection to it. I love it. I love it. I really would buy it back from her. <laughs> You're all, hey, by the way. Uh, but I also <laughs> think it's really neat that it's an organ. So do you do commissions for people? You know, I have, and I just recently decided that I'm not going to anymore. Um, 
I, I, I've done commissions for people that um, have turned out really well. The thing that's hardest for me, though, is I, you know, I guess for me to do a commission, if, if I don't have full um, creative power in it, it kind of takes the joy out of it for me in a way, because for me, it's hard to paint according to someone else's expectations. Absolutely. For, for me personally, that's not what it's about. And I've had a lot of situations where people will um, send me a picture of another person's art. And oh. they're like, can, can you do something like this for me? And, you know, I've, I've had situations where I've said, okay, I'll try to do something similar for you, but you got to understand I'm not ever going to copy someone else's work. It's always going to have my own, um, my own style. And there've been times when it's worked, but more times than not, it just doesn't feel good painting like that. So I've decided just not to do commissions anymore, just because, like I said, it kind of takes the joyful feeling out of it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, the only way I would ever consider doing it again is like I said, if I had total creative authority and someone said, I like everything you paint, just make me something. I would be open to them choosing like a color palette. Um, but yeah, as of now, I'm just going to take a break from that and focus on just painting for myself. Like I said, and I feel like there's always, you know, if you paint from a good place within for yourself, you always attract the people that are attracted to it. So thousand percent. I, I love that because again, because you know, it it can, based on what I've heard from artists and and creatives, it's so easy to get caught up in the, you know, well, what's going to sell and and what can I, you know, how can I make Mm -hmm. more money and, and everything and something that you've been emphasizing throughout everything. I mean, even whenever you chose which degree you wanted to go for is I'm not going to go for the one that, is about the money. Like it has to be about what makes me happy and brings joy into my experience. And that to me is the bravest decision anyone can make about their life. Like that's really, I mean, I, I'm also a child of the eighties and I wanted to go to school for English and I love my parents and they meant well, but they said, there's no money in that. And I was like, okay. And then, and didn't go to school for English, you know? Well, and you know, really, that is such an 80s way of thinking. Yes. But if you, I mean, there there weren't as many opportunities then as we have now. Social media for artists and for any type of creative is huge. And you have all these, you know, selling platforms, Shopify, Etsy. I'm sure there's others. Those are the two I use. You can do everything from home. You couldn't do that then. You had to get in galleries. You had to, um, you know, get your work physically in front of people. So, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, you know, your parents met well. They all did. Yes. But yeah, it's just different times. So truly. And also, I feel like, you know, growing up, there were only certain careers you heard about. Right. I mean, of course, the big three. What are the big three? Engineer, doctor, lawyer. And then like, uh-huh. you know, teacher, I don't know, business person. And then, of course, nurse, you, could, you could be an yeah. art nurse and, you know, you could be an artist. But now. It's like, oh, there's a designer for this or there's somebody who does that. Didn't even know that was a job. So I do think that people nowadays who are getting into certain fields have that benefit. Content creators. Yeah, content creator. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, that that was not even an option. Uh, I'm not that it's too late. Of course it's not. But, you know, some of those things you don't even think about. So I I totally hear you there. So when you're painting uh, pieces... Is the color palette and the theme based on your moods? Like, do you ever find that when you're feeling maybe a little bit more withdrawn that the colors change or, or the theme changes or anything like that? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty much always drawn to bright colors. I use a lot of pink, um, a lot of like turquoise, light mint greens. I don't, and no, <laughs> I guess to answer your question, maybe, maybe, maybe some here and there, but for the most part, I'm pretty bold with my color, I think. Um, and, you know, it's something you like or you don't. I know right now a lot of people are into the really um, neutrals and black and white and gray, mm-hmm. which is good. I, I do make some black and white arts, usually like a drawing, like line drawings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't done those in a while. 
Um, but yeah, if I'm painting, I'm, I'm color, I'm all in on the color. Um, and I think usually even no matter what my mood, um, I think I, I think I'm pretty bright colors pretty much all the way. So yeah, I'd say you are you are pretty consistently also because I saw I don't know if these are the line drawings you were talking about, but I saw a couple of like there's a woman kind of like with like a her strap hanging off her shoulder, like kind of looking to the side. You did like a quick like bl just black. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you mm -hmm. consider your line drawing? Yeah. So those are like contour, like um, some people call them like blind contour. Um, there's like a hashtag, don't lift up, don't look down. So it's basically like you put your pencil or your, whatever you're using on your paper and you just draw without picking up your writing utensil or drawing utensil. Um, that one that you're talking about actually is a digital um, drawing I made with some software I have on my iPad. I love it. And how <laughs> and long have Apple you been pencil. doing that? How long have you been doing the digital art? I kind of have picked that up during quarantine, like I said, because it's right there. Um, I can do it anytime, like while I'm educating my children <laughs> or whatever I'm doing. And I've gotten to where I really, really enjoy it a lot. Um, actually just upgraded to the iPad pro just because it's better for, for those things. And, um, I'm kind of hooked on it. I like it. I take it, you know, if we're in the car and I'm in passenger seat, I've got my iPad with me or anywhere in my bed. <laughs> It's wow. fun. That sounds really fun. Cause I mean, I've seen it done in commercials, you know, when they're marketing the, the product, but I've never met an artist who's actually utilizing it. So were you nervous about using technology like that to make art at first or were you excited? Um, well, I'm always I'm excited at first I started, you know, just doodling for fun. Um, and then I, I started having prints made and I was like, wow, these come out really nice. Um, and you know, real clear and just vibrant. And so I kind of just started incorporating it into my, like I said, I can make art anywhere now. Um, I, I, I do still paint. It hasn't taken the place of painting, I guess, mm -hmm. but, um, I enjoy both and yeah, it's, it's, it's different, but it's, uh, actually have a, a, a screen protector on my iPad that feels like paper. So when you put the Apple pencil to it, it actually feels like you're writing on paper. It's really cool. That is so cool. They think of everything now. Everything. Uh, yeah, that's that's really cool that you were able to make that trend, not not transition per se, but that you're able to incorporate that method into creating because they look mm -hmm. phenomenal. I mean, there's no, I mean, until you said digital print, I didn't realize that's what it was until you wrote it uh, in your caption that that. Yeah. You would utilize that. Cute. And I try to be real specific in the caption and just upfront with it. Um, and, and make sure people know that it, it is a print actually, um, from an original work, but yeah, it's just, it's really, it's, it's, had we not spent a year, you know, in kind of like quarantine, I guess, I don't know that it's something I would have taken up, but like I said, it, it, it gave me an outlet to create when I, you know, was limited on time and space. And like I said, I can sit at the table with kids while they're doing their schoolwork and I'm, I'm creating. <laughs> so it's nice. Absolutely. I think I'll, I don't think I'll ever stop doing it. I like it a lot. I hope you don't because it looks amazing. Plus I think it's really neat that it originated from, you know, the being kind of at home and, and, um, you know, during this whole transition that we're going through, like the entire world. And so would you say that you think people should, all people should have some sort of creative outlet in their lives? I, I think all, all people should. Yes. Um, for me, it's hard to imagine living a life without some sort of creative outlet. And, and, um, I'm sorry. My dog just sat in my lap. I hope, <laughs> I hope he's not interfering no, too much. I love it. Not at he's all. He's like an 85 pound golden retriever and wow. he's on my lap right now but um no not at all <laughs> beauty of zoom right um <laughs> cooper. there he is welcome anyway. cooper <laughs> um I, I i think creativity is is good for everyone um but you know everyone's different and not everyone's here to do the same thing so um i i don't know i'm not i, I guess i'm not an expert so like I said, I can't imagine living a life without being creative daily, but, um, 
I guess not everyone feels the way I do. So I, mm-hmm. I, I think I think for kids, you know, in a school setting and things like that, it's important to have art programs and stuff. And I guess whether they choose to pursue it is up to them. And it maybe it just doesn't make everyone happy the way it makes me happy. But um, I definitely try to instill it in my kids, and hopefully, it'll be a lifelong thing for them. So. Yeah, I guess I the world would be a better so. place if everyone was creative, right? I, I, <laughs> but everyone's creative yes. in their own way too. Because mm-hmm. if you, you know, even thinking about technology, we use video games that you know someone created all of that, so it doesn't have to necessarily be from an art or a music perspective, I guess, right? No, you're absolutely right. Yes, there's so many different ways to be creating. And I think that's so important to keep in mind because literally everything, like this microphone I'm holding, this computer, everything has been created by by a person. Um, right. So I definitely agree with that. And so what does your family think about the fact that you are, I mean, you are an artist, like you are out there selling your stuff and making beautiful pieces. Like what does everybody have to say about it? Um, like family, as far as immediate family, husband, kids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And whoever, oh, whoever else. Oh, well, no, definitely. I mean, I guess, I guess everyone thinks it's cool. I don't know if they've ever told me my husband's super supportive. Um, and that's one thing too. I have to always remember, um, I'm in a position where I had the flex, you know, we, um, we own a, another business. We own a liquor store too. Mm-hmm. So that I guess has given me the um, ability to pursue what I love. If you know what I'm saying, for sure. Um, and I, I do. Um, so I'm not just a full time artist, a stay at home mom. I'm also like I do a lot of. Um, I, I, I'm not at the store a whole lot, but I do a lot from home on the business end of it. I guess reports and things like that. Um, anyway, so I kind of went off on a tangent there, but <laughs> my, my point is that my, my husband loves that I'm an artist and I'm very thankful that he's, you know, let me, um, pursue my, not let me, but been supportive of me pursuing my passion. Um, because it's not always, you know, a steady, um, you know, when you work for yourself, you don't have that person giving you a paycheck every two weeks, I guess is what I'm saying. So, yeah, so it's really cool of him. And he also, you know, um, we have a lot of my pieces in our house and he's, he's, he's supportive all the way around my kids, of course, you know, they think it's cool. Um, we never have a shortage of art supplies in the house. So anytime I, I, anytime they tell me I'm bored, I'm like, you'll never be bored here. There's always something to do. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think it's really, um, everyone's really supportive. Good. I'm appreciative. Yeah. That's to me, one of the most, (laughs) uh, beneficial things you can show your kids is that it's okay to do what you love. Um, I mean, as long as you work at it, of course, And so the fact that you're doing that and that you're getting so much support from your spouse, I mean, that is teaching your kids, you know, like I don't necessarily have to follow like the tried and true or the, you know, um, 100% guarantee that this is going to work this way. You know, look look at what my mom's doing. So I applaud you for that because anybody who decides to do that based on what they love is just that's that's tremendous. And so what advice would you give someone who is maybe on the fence about maybe wanting to pursue their passion, but just being nervous about, you know, the, the details of how it's going to work or, you know, whether it's the right move and those kinds of insecurities? Well, I think, I don't know. I think any, any creative or anyone putting themselves out there, you're going to be insecure at times. That's just, I mean, I think human nature, maybe, maybe there's someone out there who isn't, I don't know. Um, but I think you always just have to, I, I, I feel like if you're pursuing what you love, you can't go wrong. You know, even if, I mean, I, if I were doing anything else, you know, if I were, I don't know the first thing that popped in my head, a bank teller, (laughs) I would be sitting in between people doodling on paper. That's just what, you know, I'll never not do that. So, um, I, but you know, when you choose to do something, you know, 
when you choose to go all in and make it your, I guess, a career or really put your focus on it, it is a little bit scary, I guess, um, because anytime you're doing, you know, working for yourself, it's, there's no guarantees, I guess, is what I'm getting at, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think you just have to be real confident in what you're doing and know what you want and um, not accept anything else. That would be my advice. I think that's perfect advice. And so what's it, what's next for Amanda Flores art? Well, (laughs) um, I guess until May, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm, you know, till, till school's out. Um, obviously I I don't want to say I've put anything on the back burner. I'm still creating daily, but of course I've, you know, my kids' education is a huge priority right now. I'm making sure that they're, hopefully getting everything that they need fingers crossed um so you know i'm looking forward to post covid being able to get out and about again and have shows and um i know um i guess the year before everything happened i was showing a lot downtown during art walk Mm -hmm. and um kaylee glover who has the art project i don't know if you're familiar with with her but um she would contact me you know fairly regularly to bring some pieces to, um, like, I know that, um, Urbana that used to be downtown. I don't know if you remember that place. Mm -hmm. And, um, so definitely like to do more of that. Um, maybe, you know, more of the local markets and things, but, um, until then, I guess I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. And then, you know, (laughs) I'm not trying to, um, rush things too much. Just go, if anything through COVID, we've learned to go with the flow, right? Uh, yes. Wiser words were never said. <laughs> I mean, I just might, I, I, like I said, I, I create every day and I try not to put myself on too many, um, deadlines right now, as far as, you know, I want five new pieces on my website this week. Cause sometimes it just doesn't happen that way, but, um, I'm always, you know, looking forward to growth and expanding and, um, it all happen when it's supposed to right now. Like I said, we're just trying to balance everything and do what we need to do. So, well, you're doing it. You're doing an amazing job. You're an amazing mom for taking on homeschooling your kiddos. You're an amazing artist. I mean, ah, your pieces like one day I want, I want one. And so for anybody who's looking for a beautiful original piece of art, we artwork or some really beautiful art prints, you can go to Amanda's website at www.amandafloresart.com. You can also go to your Etsy shop. Is it under the same name? Uh, yes. Amanda Flores art. Excellent. And then you said you have a Shopify also. Yeah, well, that's the amandafloresart.com. Oh, okay. That's all the same thing. Yeah, okay. my website. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Trust me, guys. Yeah. If I mean, beautiful pieces. Go check it out. Check her out on Instagram as well, at Amanda Flores Art, and uh, see what she's up to and see what's happening next. And Amanda, I want to thank you so much for being here. You're just, I mean, truly talented. And um, I appreciate you spending some time with me on a Tuesday evening. Uh, and I just can't wait to see what you do next. Awesome. I appreciate it so much. Thank you.